0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
1: That's what the poster, said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists
1: to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it
0: PG-13. Okay. Hello, okay. everyone. I am Pierce here, joined with my good pal, Jimmy. What's going on, Jimmy?
1: Ain't hey, not much. Just though. Staying safe, staying inside. Nothing uh, too exciting on my part.
0: Social distancing? <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. We do so... nothing but respect women and social distance.
0: Heck, yeah. So, before we get into anything, I think everyone knows by now. Um, Unfortunately, we lost Colby Cave. Um, I'm not, like, a medical expert or anything. But uh, he was saying that the, he, unfortunately, passed on from a brain bleed. And, like, I just don't want to talk about, like, get into details or anything because it just... It sucks, man. From what I heard, he was a hardworking hockey player. He climbed up the ranks and climbed up the mountains to get to the, uh, even to get to the HL, like he worked his ass off and he even got to the NHL as well. And it just sucks because it seemed like his career was taking off. And the part, part that sucks most is I've also heard that he was a great human being and very nice and I don't know if you guys read uh, his wife's post on instagram they just got married and i don't cry much but man that made me bawl like a little baby like it was just so heartbreaking but also touching in a way that even though on um, he's gone he'll always be with us and unfortunately and you know it's it's never a good time to die but like just the, with everything going on in the world it's just like why why now you know but we'll always have him in our minds and we'll always remember him
1: Yeah, I'm not sure I can add much to it. I think you put it pretty well, but I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a tragic event, but I, I think I, everyone should just, I think, I think the best way to look at it it as, is that especially right now, as you mentioned, is how, how rough things are is, uh, just, and this may sound extremely deep for a hockey podcast, but you know, please everyone just, just hug someone you love today, man. You know, you know, these things happen and, uh, You know, sometimes they happen like this just out of nowhere. So just, you know, just appreciate who you have right now and, uh, you know, hopefully take something positive out of that.
0: Damn, you're going to make me cry (laughs) already, (laughs) Jimmy. All right. So, yeah, again, rest in peace, Colby Cave. Our thoughts and prayers are with uh, his, his close ones, his family, his wife as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and
0: yeah, so I mean, it's kind of hard to transition from that. But uh, so in this podcast, we're gonna talk. We're gonna do a quick mock, mock draft through one and fifteen. Um, the thing is with the NHL right now, there's a ton of uncertainty. The NHL playoffs were supposed to start on Wednesday, which kind of sucks, and the NHL draft has been postponed too. Like, you just have no idea what's gonna happen. Like, there's so many varying opinions. Like, well, yeah, the NHL should be able to play games in July. But then there's some people like, yeah, we shouldn't be playing uh, sports games at all until like 2021. There's just a lot of varying opinions and I have no idea what's going to happen. But what we can... the only thing we do
1: know is that the government planted all this and it. it's fake. So we will yeah, keep playing till it happens. Thank like, you, Batman.
0: We all know that we're staying and they're keeping us inside so they can recharge
1: the birds, you know. It's because of the uh, oh, yeah, because the birds are robots. And also uh, the 5G towers are the ones uh, attacking our microchips. Did you hear about that? Very true, yep, yep.
0: Anyways. Yeah. Speaking of 5G Towers, let's get on to this mock draft. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go through one through fifteen. Um, Jimmy, you're gonna have the first pick here, number one Detroit. I'm just Oh, going that's to- tough. I know, such a tough choice. <laughs> but that also means you get the ninth overall pick, which is Chicago Blackhawks. I'm just going based off what it says on the tanks and later, whatever it's called. I'm just going off of that. So if you're getting mad at me, uh, don't get mad at me. Get mad at them. Send them angry emails and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yes, first please, overall pick people Jimmy. this stuff. Yeah. Especially right now. In this <sighs> time, That's exactly what people need. Yeah, we need more hate, them. more yeah, stress. More Absolutely. Hate. Absolutely, yeah. So first pick, I know this is a really tough decision for you, Jimmy. You know, again, the world is a hard place right now. I'm going to stress you out even more. Who are you taking here
1: first overall? Well, I could go with the Craig Button route. Uh, I could draft Tim (laughs) Stussel, I could draft, uh, I know Lick Mysack uh, had a great year, so I'm not sure if I'm going to take him, but I'm going to go off the board and take uh, Alexi Lafreniere for the Detroit Red Wings. Huge shocker, but uh, yeah, that's my guy. Uh, That's, uh, you know, Steve Eisman with those surprising picks. He goes once again and uh, takes Lafreniere. Yeah,
0: but being serious, though, that um, I saw – I don't know if you guys saw the Craig Bunn tweet, but he said it wouldn't surprise me if Steve Eisenman <laughs> took Tim Stuchel first overall. But as good as Tim, Tim Stuchel, how good I think he's going to be, you absolutely should not take him over Alexi Lanfrenier, especially if it's first overall. Even if it was second overall and like Alexi Lanfrenier is already off the board and they're picking second. Yeah. Definitely, I would be okay with them taking Stutzel. He could potentially be the second best player in the cross. But the thing with Alexi Lafreniere, he's going to help you right now and for the future. I think Tim Stutzel might take a couple of years, a year or two to make the name. But Alexi Lafreniere, yeah. he's going to jump in right away and help that Detroit franchise for at least the next 15 years. So any, them going any different route at first overall, it's, it's just stupid. But uh, yeah, onto the second overall pick, I have the Ottawa Senators and. There's been some debate with uh, Byfield and Stutzel. And one thing Craig Bunn did say that I agreed with is Byfield, comparing Byfield and Stutzel is kind of like comparing Evgeny Malkin and Patrick King, which I think is so true. Evgeny Malkin, he's this big rangy center who can skate, is incredibly skilled at all. Whereas Patrick King more silky smooth, more skating. And, Again, if you're picking at two, it's really a preference of who you'd rather have. Would you rather have of Malkin or Patrick Kane? I personally, as, even though I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan, I personally have Malkin because when he's pissed off and he's going like he's almost uncomfortable. As good <laughs> as Patrick Kane is, like you can't go wrong with picking the other two. But man, give me like the Malkin type of player. You know, I don't know if Byfield kind of has that like edge to him that Malkin does when he gets pissed off. But I'm still taking uh, Quentin Byfield at number two, which. Goes to the third overall pick, which is via San Jose, which means they acquired uh, that pick in uh, oh, the God. Carlson trade. So finally, something's going out of the way. They finally get a lottery pick in a trade, as
1: opposed to that it was that. from the uh, Eric Carlson trade. Yes, it was. Oh it was. man, yeah, I yeah. To see that was such a. Seemed like such a bad trade at first but uh yeah how's the turntables that's
0: the, that's the thing with autumn man. they it's such a crappy year but like everything just seems to be going their way like they had a relatively good year compared to what everyone thought they would be but like now they're they're obviously they make the playoffs they're not a good team at all but like they have all these draft picks that they can use like they're looking bright for the future the only Reason, like, thing to be pessimistic about is are they going to keep these players that they draft? But again, that's another few yeah. line. And they that's also, all did,
1: and uh, whatnot,
0: yeah. And they also did sign Thomas Shabbat to a long term extension, so maybe they're more willing to do that. I don't know. But uh, who are you going to pick your third overall? I kind of got into the Stutzel uh, byfield debate, yeah. You're going to go Stutzel here, you're going to go somewhere because I know, this oh, yeah, really,
1: like, easily there, yeah. I know, I think I just take Stutzel, you know, like, if you can, like, you said, if you can, I and you know, I'm not saying that they're going to be these players, but if you can take two players, one that plays similar to Evgeny Malkin and can even be just anything close to him and one that can emulate what Patrick Kane does, I mean, absolutely, you do that. They have very solid defense for their future, and you've got, like, the the second-best center in the draft and the best winger in the draft. You take them back-to-back, absolutely. I'm taking Tim Stutzel.
0: Hell, oh, yeah, Stutzel. And uh, think about this. Um, First-line Kachuk... Uh... By Field and Stutzel on that line
1: because I think Stutzel will be. Oh my god!
0: Flesh. And then that, that's just centers. that's
1: just fucking mean. Excuse me, know, that's they, mean.
0: That's mean. I know, and they also have another first round pick from the Islanders, so they're going to be able to draft someone else as well. And this, oh, are you kidding me? I didn't even. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, they have three first round picks. Like they're in I completely forgot about that. Yeah, pick. yeah. And they'll have Shabbat and Branstrom. Like they're they're set, man. They really are. It's Jesus. just it, honestly, all it is. It's just a
1: matter of it's
0: a matter, it's matter of time and it's
1: a matter of keeping things together that's yeah. all it is with this with this team
0: and i believe they have a uh, decent goal-time prospects i think it's hogberg and gustafson No, oh, i like it as well. yeah.
1: Hog- okay Hogberg was the one who played this year correct i feel like I'm I, up so. the I think here. he played the blackhawks if i'm not mistaken he was remember. fantastic this year but i've heard i've heard a team like the senators
0: him. yeah i've heard good, good things about them say ottawa It's been a crappy couple of years, especially since you were one goal away from the final. It seemed like everything was going against them, but like everything just seems to be coming together. You know, you got to be patient, and sometimes things come together. And even Eugene Melnik paid the employees, their employees, during this whole situation. So maybe they're feeling that he's changing. Yeah, he did. So maybe he'll be willing to pay his uh, players as well, like his actual players. So yeah, that would be nice. That's <laughs> pick. On to the fourth overall pick, the Los Angeles Kings could go two ways here. I th- they have actually a lot of centers. They have really good center depth. Um, they got uh, they drafted Alex Turcotte last year. They have Rasmus Kupari. Um, they also oh, have yeah. uh, Gabriel Vilarde, who thankfully, after it looked like he might not even get a shot at the NHL because of injuries, I think back injuries, I think it was, but he. Thankfully, he got in the lineup and showed some promise, and I really hope that he works out. He's one of those guys that I'm rooting for, but they have plenty of centers, and they could go one of two ways here. And I think that is Lucas Raymond or Jimmy Drysdale, and oh, as yeah. much as I love Lucas Raymond, man, you cannot pass up a potential Drew Doughty replacement. Um, I do think Drew Doughty is overpaid, overrated right now, but I would easily take him in a heartbeat on the Chicago Blackhawks. I think he'd be the best defenseman. And I see that there's a lot of similarities between them and Drysdale. Just Drysdale's confidence, his play with the puck, his skating, and kind of anchor the top pair. You know, just be that solid all-around top-pairing defenseman, you know, quarterback your power play kind of thing. I just see him being that uh, complete defenseman. And as much as I love Lucas Raymond, I think the LA Kings take him here. Uh, also, it would totally make sense to go with Raymond, just thinking Turcotte, Raymond, and all that, but...
1: Oh, this like, is I dirty. Know.
0: But Drysdale is really the only, like, I consider elite defense in this draft, and if you have a transfer, oh, absolutely. Pick one, then I would pick him, but also at the same time, it, like, you cannot be disappointed if you got Raymond, and going to this next pick, I think it's a very easy pick for you. Yeah,
1: no, that's a slam And that's one me. of the players that you love, Lucas Raymond, so... Oh, I'm a huge Lucas Raymond fan, yeah, um... I can't say I know the best about uh, Anaheim's uh, prospect pool. The, the thing moment, was with but... Anaheim,
0: they actually have some decent Ford prospects. They drafted Trevor Zegraw last year, and they also oh drafted for sure, yeah, Zegras, Tracy, yeah. So that's their first line yeah. right there, Tracy Zegraw. And uh Raymond and even though they Absolutely. don't have like amazing prospect defensemen come up, they're one of the best prospect uh develop defensemen develop, developing team in the NHL, they could probably develop some defensive prospects out of nowhere you now.
1: Yeah, they they, they just pop them out, man. It was it they had Lindholm, then they had Manson, they Valor, had uh bontour
0: Scuador
1: Shay Theodore, yeah, they just said, oh, we don't need Shay Theodore. I'm pretty to guys sure and to go on to they be a Theodore contender.
0: to get rid of Stoner's uh, Clayton Stoner's contract, who they have, <sighs> to protect Kevin Bieksa. I'm pretty sure that's how it I,
1: I'm thinking they probably miss him a little bit right now, just yeah, a little definitely.
0: bit. Like, God. you know, like, Theodore is a top pairing defenseman on Vegas and is their best defenseman. There's a lot of weird things in that expansion draft where, you're like, what the hell, they predicted this guy or this guy. There's not going to be any of that in this upcoming expansion draft. There's going to be a lot of, yeah, just my guy. <laughs> All the way from I'm not going to give up, like, a pick and a high-end prospect to uh, keep him... Because you know, everyone found place.
1: out what that does. Yeah. Everyone found out the hard way.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, uh, easily, uh, Lucas Raymond, man, I think. I think, you know... And uh, like we were saying, there's you know, Jamie Drysdale is really the only defenseman where like, um, he's a where cool I
0: elite defenseman, like he's going to be... right
1: He's the only top tier prospect in that regard. So it's a matter of which forward do I take? And if Lucas Raymond's on the board, I'm taking him right away. All right, so, so yeah.
0: top five, Lafreniere to Detroit. Uh, the second pick, Ottawa goes by field, and they take Stutzel at the next one. Then LA takes Jimmy Drysdale, <clears> and then the fifth pick, Anaheim takes Lucas Raymond. Now on to the next pick, the New Jersey Devils. They do have uh, Nico Heuser and Jack Hughes, but I don't care. I'm taking the best uh, player available, and that is Marco Rossi. I love Marco Rossi personally; yeah. he's my favorite player in this draft. He's just—he's got such a motor. He kind of reminds me of Payne Krebs from Payne from last year. Just never gives up, has a motor, and is also incredibly skilled. But I think Marco Rossi is better. I think a lot—he isn't as high up as he should be because he did post a lot of points. He's even very good defensively. Well, like he's just good everywhere. But I think the thing that a Scouts are kind of afraid of is well not afraid of but like kind of biased against is that he is a European which I don't know why that plays into he came over to (sighs) play he's from Austria which is unique he. I was saying this earlier in the year that Marco Rossi might have the chance to be the best Austrian-born player ever. I think the best Austrian-born player ever is Thomas Vanek. I think Marco Rossi can be better than Thomas Vanek, and Thomas Vanek was someone who scored 40 goals in this league. So, yeah, I love Marco Rossi, and even though the New Jersey Devils do have Hughes and Heischer as their one-two punch at center, you can... I guess you could put him on the wing. I don't know, but uh, you always go best player available no matter what. That gives you a position of strength if they want to trade for a defenseman or whatever or even a winger. And, yeah, they should take Marco Rossi. And, I honestly, I even think Marco Rossi could play in the NHL next year because he's also an overager, kind of like Lafreniere. He's born in uh, late 2001, whereas most people are born in 2002 so marco rossi could potentially even play in the nhl this year just because again he's so good defensively he's just good everywhere and it's kind of sucks that he isn't ranked higher but uh, wherever he drops to a team is going to get a steal i'm confident in that all right so the next pick you have is a buffalo who are you going to take here
1: yeah so let me think you know again defensively uh I'd say they're doing pretty well. Uh they've got a uh, Henry Yoki who's a great defenseman. Uh Wow, well, they drafted I don't know, him. Eh? Uh, How did they did they they drafted him, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think Chicago took him. I don't know they got him. I mean I don't know why you trade that guy, but this, you know, that young especially, but uh oh, did you know, I'm sure get, you could, like,
0: did we get like Jack Eichel back for Yoki Haru, like who, who did we who did we get in that trade again? Not Jeff Skinner. Not Jeff Skinner. Uh let's
1: is Alex Neal. That can't. I mean, I don't see. That's that's a joke. I, yeah, I really don't know. I don't see why we would trade Yoki Haru for Alex Nealander. It's probably just a fake account. I'm looking at. It's Whatever.
0: They have to mean William Nealander, right? There's got to be like some kind of three way trade in there, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what it was. Okay. that makes We'll check sense. back later. Yeah. I I trust That'd Bowman. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, to Buffalo, do. I'm gonna pick. Mm. Hmm. You know what? With Casey Middlestat not working out at the moment uh i would definitely look for a center to get behind eichel and uh with rossi off the board i would definitely look to uh cole perfetti uh somebody who's yeah he's fallen back a little bit i know uh, i heard a lot of hype around him uh the last year is being like a top three four but uh he's fallen back a little bit so if i'm buffalo and he falls into my lap i'm taking him right away just great hockey iq decent shot you know just a solid all around center you know i'd I think if you need somebody behind Eichel, he's, uh, at this pick, he's the great cho- uh, best choice available, at least. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I'm going for Perfetti.
0: Yeah, they also drafted Dylan Cousins last year. I believe both Perfetti and Cousins can play wing. I completely kind
1: of... forgot him, yeah. Yeah, but, you but Cousins has have... played wing, I believe, a bit, yeah. So, either way, You can yeah.
0: kind of change them around their defense, even though it was not very good. They still got and who's going to be a number one franchise defenseman.
1: Yoki Haru, all that's uh gold yeah, tender still yeah could potentially
0: go askrovt i just don't think it's worth it to go that high so yeah, prefer i was going to
1: say they've got uh olmark but they have they have somebody they have somebody who um oh, uh, finished um, goaltender. yeah luken uh, uko
0: uku Pekka luken i think that's how you
1: that yeah the, i'm not going to say that name yeah him so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him. i was thinking Askarov, but yeah they've got a couple of guys there so yeah, I guess I'm not going to – I wouldn't take him there. i just take Perfetti and make the simple pick there.
0: Definitely, yeah. Cole Perfetti could be uh, someone they could potentially put on the wing, um, play as your center. You know, there's a lot you can do with that. All you know is just he's incredibly offensively skilled and they need support for Jack Eichel, and that certainly is. So,
1: yeah. Well, it's like they always say, you know, never have too many centers. They don't have much value. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right on to the next pick the montreal canadians um surprisingly the montreal canadians are actually good at center they have uh kutkaniemi who yeah had a rough year this year but i'm still confident that he'll be like a really good impact top six center they have nick suzuki and uh, philip Deneau. Uh great draft pick by them hey you know great job yeah by developing. <laughs>
1: it's not like they got him. They absolutely yeah yeah
0: just Nope, they didn't place him in a
1: trade. Uh-huh. You know, I gotta say, after seeing him this last year, I gotta say, I wish he was on my hockey team. I mean, I I don't know how we'd ever have a chance to have a guy that skilled at the moment, but, you know, a guy can dream, right?
0: Yeah, I know. Having yeah. two selfie centers on your team, that just seems like a, like a pipe dream. That seems now. like too much. Yeah, that's just way too much.
1: No, I, I think that's just not fair. Yeah, we
0: can't have that. But, uh, yeah. Um, Anton Lindell, I really like Anton Lindell. And... He could potentially even be a good pick for the next pick. I uh, don't know which team that is, but uh, we'll find that out next pick. But uh, we're right now with the Montreal Canadiens. I'm going to take a goal scorer. Probably the best goal scorer in the draft, Alexander Holtz. On nah, it, yeah. <laughs> just a pure shooter. He's going to go perfect alongside of one of Kakhniemi, Suzuki, or Dano. Like they're actually really good at center. I Montreal could use a defenseman with Shea Weber not getting any younger, but uh, I don't think there's any elite defensemen. So Montreal, they just, it's forever. It just seems like they've had problems scoring goals. They got Caulfield, now you got Holtz, and you're like top six is essentially set for the future right there. So yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, Holtz, And then the next pick, the Chicago
1: Blackhawks. That's right. The Chicago Black <laughs> who are you going to take? Are you gonna... My favorite thing is you are say you uh, go off Yeah, the who's the next and... pick? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold up. Hold up. I got – see, I was going to do Holtz, but I knew – yeah, he fits in perfectly in Montreal, so I knew he wasn't going to be there. Are
0: you going to go who I think
1: you are, or are you going to go off the board to someone else? Oh, this is a tough one. I'm actually going to have – I'm, like, like, looking through my list of prospects right now. This is a tough one. I'd have to really go off the board – if I was gonna, you know, like, there's not somebody where I'm looking at them, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take them. There's a I'm certain really someone
0: when I mean off the board, and I'll, and if you don't pick them, I'll tell you after.
1: I think I have a feeling a ver- you're talking a about very, uh,
0: a very certain someone, a very certain someone that plays a very certain position.
1: Yeah. um or you at number team. nine? Uh, Chicago Blackhawks select Yaroslav Oskarov. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what. Yeah, SK. Okay. <laughs>
1: you know, I was uh, I know I'm not a huge fan of Jack Quinn. Uh, you know, I've heard good things about him, but I I just don't know about taking him that high necessarily. If he's available, mid
0: round, I take him. But yeah, yeah, if
1: he's like a fifth, like twelve, fifteen, I'd like it if they trade down. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Sanderson. Jigsaw I, I like, like the taste of not- on- Oh, man. Yeah, I know like I like the kid. He's got you know good game, but he's a guy who's not I a want top to ten pick. pick.
0: He's like a second pairing. Yeah, not yeah. Take a second pairing defenseman. Like I don't think there's much offensive upside. I think you could justify maybe taking like someone like Jeremy Poirier, who I really like a lot of offense. They're kind of like Sam Girard, but like I don't pick like a kind of like defense. I don't think he's a defensive defenseman, but like he's kind of like a two way defense and not a much offense. But he's like a solid second pairing guy. I would not take right top ten, but
1: yeah, but absolutely. absolutely. There's and then there's Anton Lindell who's kind of the guy I would look at next but you know I mean they got Strom they got Dock Taves it's just not really going to fit in there personally and I know I said you have enough have you can't have too many centers but at the same time you would have four four guys who would potentially be a second or first uh, uh first line center so I think with uh, Crawford getting older you know what get a little uh, get a little risky here I take Yaroslav Oskarov
0: personally I would have gone Lindell just because you could trade someone like Strom for defenseling like, like a top four defenseman like that 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 freaking uh, cap friendly thing when I saw Strom for Brody I'm like that's that's perfect for both. People. Oh my god! I don't god. think it ever
1: happened because I don't. Think that, that was happened. the day I found out that Brody is uh, hashtag, hashtag actually hashtag good. Has I had it? no idea. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's like I had no like, idea. He's like Johansson 2.0, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he's one of the best. Defensemen. He's exactly
1: what we need. That's exactly know what I need right
0: now. You want to know why he doesn't get any credit? Because he's in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I wish. If he played in like <laughs> Toronto. Like, Like, he'd be worshipped, you know? Even Chicago. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. But, so, yeah. Personally, I would have gone Lindell just because Lindell, he is a bit older. Even though I'm, like, I tend to rank overage players lower. Also, take take in mind, Lundell played in a men's league. He put up half a point per game in his first year, the same as Alexander Barkov did, and I think there's a lot of comparisons there. And this year, he put up Wainey and Kako numbers, and both of those guys went second overall. Why is he not getting as much love as he should be? Well, he's not a very good skater, but I would, still would probably take a chance on him. But neither
1: was Barkov. Yeah, Barkov was Bark- never was a good skater, so yeah.
0: You can't, like, it's harder to teach offensive skill than it is
1: skating so i would probably yeah. take one
0: though but also i would not be mad uh if
1: at if, the like, same time i like my hot takes yeah
0: it's scar off so like, that's definitely a risk. exactly like, that was a that's a risk i would take you know
1: oh i'm definitely saying that for is i think it's a good pick and also to piss a bunch of people off I, so um, i'm perfectly fine with that even pick. a few
0: people in chat channel. like <laughs> I, I, I absolutely i would not be mad if you took a Scaroff though just because you look at russia i know it's you can't just look at a country and be like yeah well canada he's from canada he's a He's going to be a good goalie, you know, like, but well, look at Russia. Like, look, look, what, look what they've been producing yeah. over the past 10 years. Bobrovsky, um, Varlamov had like a Vezina type of year when that that crazy Colorado
1: 2013-2014 season, I think it was. Oh, yeah. And
0: he's also good. He was also good again.
1: Well, he's been great this year, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, Vasilevsky, who. You know,
1: yeah, the Vasilevsky guy's all right. Yeah. So, yeah, he's all right. He
0: could potentially be the best goalie in the NHL. And then you just look at. It all. Oh,
1: yeah. Ilya Samsonov. Yeah, Ilya Samsonov.
0: And, and, there you go. And Ilya, uh, Ilya Shostorkin. Or, yeah, Ilya Shostorkin. Igor Ilya Shostorkin, I yeah, Oh, yeah, I getting think. the goalies mixed up. And, of course, uh, Blackhawks. Oh, my Ops. God, you cretin. And, of course, Blackhawks legend <laughs> Ilya Sororkin. Like, Russia's just been uh, pumping, yeah. up, pumping out goalies. And, I mean, you can never just look at a country and be like, yeah, they produce good goalies, so he's going to be good. But I – can't remember you look that. at
1: the it's but it's like a pipeline though. i don't you, know, you look at the last few years they've been doing great with goals. exactly
0: like i don't remember i don't know have the exact st- stats in front of me i don't know if you play in the khl but one thing is telling that he played on the world junior team for a coach who notoriously doesn't even let like forwards that are draft elder play on the team like he mostly lets 19 year olds the fact that he let a 17 year old go, he's not even 18 yet i think he turned 18 yeah. in june the fact that he um even got on the team just is a testament to how skilled he is and many people think he could be the number one franchise goalie and i think he can would i take him this high no i would take him outside just like a little outside the top 10 you know but i could also understand chicago taking that risk you know crawford he ain't getting any older the whole so yeah and, and like leonard thing didn't work out and delia leonard, yeah how much you're gonna get out of them so yeah i could you know, they've, they've drafted defensemen. They got their, what they think is their number one center. And I think he's going to be their number one center. And now you take a chance on the number one goalie. I can definitely see that happening. And I would also not be pissed off. So uh, yeah. Onto the next pick, the New Jersey Devils. Um, they already took yeah. Marco Rossi. And you know <laughs> what? I'm going to go a bit off the board with this one. I'm going to pick Noel Gundler from Ulia of the SHL. Um, kind of a polarizing uh figure in the scouting community i have no idea why there's an incredible amount of talent right there he's right up there with uh his fellow swedes raymond and uh holtz in uh skill but uh apparently there's apparent attitude issues but uh, again you have to remember these guys are 18 years old man like my yeah. parents have always told me like they, they they like they feel a lot different like that at uh, the age 30 and they were 18, you know, like there's still a lot of years to mature there. And honestly, New Jersey, two picks. They got Marco Rossi, who I know for a fact is a great personality who's going to make it to the NHL and is just a hard worker. I think they can afford to kind of take that risk, take a winger with no gunner. And uh, yeah, which uh, sets it up for the 11th pick. Jimmy, who are you going to take with Minnesota? And I think it's a quick pick. Minnesota. I think
1: yeah, pick. I mean, we, we just talked about him. I think uh, Anton Lindell. Absolutely. How, uh, How
0: perfect would that be? Him replacing Miku Koevu, who's just long enough. Oh there?
1: yeah, well and Anton Lindell, yeah, like, absolutely perfect. Yeah, know of the, underrated uh,
0: players in Minnesota, Miku Koevu. I saw this tweet. It was like, which um uh, player? I think it was like who put up incredible defensive numbers, but uh, something like, but didn't have the offensive numbers, but should be in the Hall of Fame or like something like that. And like Miku Koevu popped up. Yeah, a lot. like he's just long been one of the most underrated defensive players
1: just he's been Minnesota's Jonathan tapes for a long yeah, time. And then I also sure.
0: saw a tweet. It's like, cause of course he had his older brothers, Taku and they've been playing it since like the mid nineties. And if Quavo ever retires, that'll be almost like a little over 25 years since we haven't had a Quavo playing hockey in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: a, that's a great stat actually. That's I didn't even know that. Yeah, I know. There you go. Crazy, eh? Well, but I'd, uh yeah, I think it's Holland uh, Absolutely. The kind of guy to replace him, you know, it's I I'm pretty cool. You know, it's uh young Finnish guy, um, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know if Lindell would be uh, quite NHL ready, but uh, he might
0: be, he might be, close. No, like, I... he might be, you off just because he's, well, was... being an overager, he's, yeah. a bit, he's an overager, yeah. and he's also been playing in the men's League, he's defensively yeah. responsible, like, it wouldn't be out of the question that he maybe gets, like, a
1: nine-game trial or
0: whatever, same with Michael But how Boston, cool man. would it
1: be if uh, Miko Koivy stays another year and gets to mentor yeah, him, that'd be even cool. if it's just a little like, bit? get
0: him, like, living his house, like, with his family and whatnot, you know,
1: that'd be so cool. Exactly. I mean, I don't love Minnesota myself, but I can always cheer for a good hockey, you know, good hockey moment, good hockey story. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, Anton Lindell, uh, easy pick there.
0: All right. So up next, I have the Winnipeg Jets. And when you think about the Winnipeg Jets, they have an amazing goalie who not only should win the Vezina, but should be nominated for Hart. They have great forwards up front and somehow that defense has held up. But I think Adding another defenseman to the lineup to the prospect uh, pipeline would not help. And I know a lot of people are thinking here, Jake. It's got to be Jake Sanderson. To which I say, no. I previously pre- 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 Screw
1: your off. take. Yeah,
0: I'm taking a hot take here, and I'm going to say they take Jeremy Poirier out of uh, Saint John Sea Ducks out of the QMJHL. This is a bit of off the board pick, but you know what? Sometimes you got to go a bit off the board. You know, you got to have some fun here. Um, I really like Jeremy Poirier. He's <laughs> God, he's, he's definitely going to take a while. He's going to take a few years. His defensive game needs a lot of work on, but he reminds me so much of Sam Girard, who was on Colorado, and I love him so much. He's a bit more undersized. I think uh, is a bit bigger than Girard, but, uh, yeah, they just have that same style, left-handed shot, can carry the puck off the ice, like just an amazing skater, can quarterback your power play. I think he could be great with the Winnipeg Jets, and he won't have to be that first-pairing left-handed guy because uh is already that But. uh yeah, I think, I. yeah, I definitely went a bit off the board here. They could even have gone Sanderson, but uh, Jeremy Poirier, you can... Uh, I don't think Sanderson has that offensive potential, like I mentioned earlier. Poirier does, so I'm going to go Poirier at number 12. Next pick is the New York Rangers. Jimmy, who are you going to take? Just kind of getting to the draft, mm. this part of the draft, at least in my opinion, where like, it's not... There's are still amazing players, but it's not, like, the elite talent, like, up front, the kind of the top ten. This is, like, there's, I've identified, like, 12 players where it's, like, yeah, these guys are defense- going to be elite players. But, like, after this, there's, like, a slight drop-off, at least in my opinion.
1: All right. Well, it, uh, the New York Rangers select at, I believe, oh, what number are we at? Number 15. Thirteen, yeah. 16? Our GM doesn't even know the number. Lick oh oh i read well, that. yeah John Jan Mysack. <laughs> going way off the board with this one. I got it. <laughs> Sorry, I thought
0: uh, I I got
1: Not his brother Lick Mysack, yeah. my bad.
0: I gotta say, Craig Barnes is uh, yeah. hilarious, man. The, but even like the fact that he kind of owned up to it, because there's like a bunch of like, comments. It's like, what do you think about Mike, Mike Oxlar? <laughs> and he was, like, playing along it. Like, he's like, really? Yeah, he's like, really? And he's like, one guy's like, I'm having fun. He's like, me too. And it's like, God hates me. <laughs> but like, he was like, he was like, <laughs> he was, like blocking people and be like, seriously, that's immature. Like, He was having fun with it, you know? You, you gotta credit him for that.
1: Yeah, no, he could take it. Well, that's good. No, it was, it was, that was I. Uh... With how awful it's been, uh, quarantine and everything going on, that was a good laugh to yeah, have. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, no, number 13, I'm going to go Jan Misak. And for one uh, reason, Misak
0: I... is still getting, like, not enough attention Misak, and enough yeah. love just because, I don't know, because he was playing in Europe. Even though he came over to Hamilton, I think there's a lot of offensive potential there to be an impact top six forward. I don't know why he's not getting more love, but I absolutely think he should be in the top half of the first round. Good pick there.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think I'm just going to keep calling him MySack. My but sack. yeah, no. Uh, I think, Jan, it's, Jan I think it's like
0: Mishak. I don't know. But you know what? If you want to call it MySack.
1: I, I think it's MySack. It I don't know. I don't it know. sounds I great to it me. Like so yeah.
0: Mishak, like because it's Czech or whatever.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I don't know what it is, but I know that I want to call it MySack.
0: Okay, well, yeah. Definitely. So that's his I name. like Mishak because I always like those like, different pronunciations. Mishak, even though it's an N. Oh, it,
1: so- it sounds badass, yeah. dude. And I'd love to have uh Mishak. Oh no, Mr. Meshach. Whoa, whoa, Mr. Bond. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, no, I'd love to have a center depth that uh, goes Kako, Mysak.
0: Oh, yeah. great Well, winger depth. they're both wingers. All good. They have. I just said Kako. Yeah. yeah they, they no. have...
1: But I'd like to have, they have... Kako to Mysak. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. and it's... All day. And it's
0: for, like on pace for 50 goals, scoring because of added and Panarin, you know. <sighs> Just Ranger, like, they have everything in New York. Like, they have... I don't care what you think of. They have everything
1: except for a coach, man. That's the problem.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah. On to the next pick, the Floor Panthers this is kind of a tough one. I'm actually not sure who to pick here. So, I'm going to go to Russia. And I'm going to pick Rodion Amirov. He oh. played in the... Oh!
1: Which is
0: almost impossible to do, especially at that age. He was an overager. I think he was in October 2001 birthday. But this fact that he even got to play in the KHL just... Shows that he's a good uh, two way forward, very competitive. And yeah, um, Florida has not had any problems taking Russians. They took a Grigory Denisenko. And I think they go back to Russia again and pick Rodian Amirov. And again, it's kind of starting to get to that point of the draft where it's like, maybe you can start to go off the board with these players. So yeah, that's how I'm going with that number yeah. 14 and the last pick just because we want to, we don't want to be here all night and go to like number 31 and whatever and because <laughs> things get all mixed up. I think what they did on tank simulator is they did it off a points percentage because when I checked Columbus was in a playoff spot and uh, I think they're doing a point percentage because Columbus had a lot more games played, but in this they're in the lottery. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's what they did, but so, yeah, we're you going to yeah. take here with the last pick of the lottery picks.
1: I want to be uh, a little boys club here. This one goes out to uh Spencer loan uh, at number 15. Columbus selects uh Brendan Brisson. I hope I said that right. Oh, you're going way
0: off. Uh, Damn.
1: Yeah. I have absolutely no like defense of this pick, except that I just want to, I don't know. Good for you. Know, you know, that, this one's for you, Spencer. Hurry's uh, a pretty good kid, really good two-way center. Um, I think that he would uh, definitely, if they actually end up getting this guy in the draft, he would definitely slot in really well behind, uh, up uh, here, Luke Dubois, and uh, who knows, maybe that happens.
0: Yeah, I was I, I was thinking you're going like Jake Sanderson, but you know what? Whatever.
1: We got a oh no, we got a
0: nice couple of the board picks, nice. But you also have to take this in. Like we have no idea what the order is. We're just doing this for fun. If somehow
1: people are taking this exactly. seriously, but yeah, someone's gonna be in my DMs. How would you take Brandon at number I know. 15? You in this all? I, know I can't
0: wait for that a draft, Like, and when, when I'm like, I'm in the mock draft chat right now, and I'm like. I know nothing compared to any of these guys. These guys got, like, stats <laughs> and, like, charts of them, like, yeah, you guys are, like, light years ahead of me, so.
1: Yeah, that's what Our I- replies are, oh, our mentions are gonna be destroyed. Uh-huh. We're done. We have so many people listening to this podcast. We're done. We're gonna disappoint so many people. But as you
0: said, we need, we need negativity in our life right now. There's just too much good things going on, so, you know what? That's exactly. That's awesome. You have to,
1: like, yeah, you, you know, you have to have the bad to appreciate yeah. the good, you know, and it's been such a great last two months. You know what? You got to, you know what? You got to have these yeah. times sometimes, you know?
0: Yin and, yin and yang. Good and bad. Exactly. Bad and you got to
1: balance it out a bit. Uh, hey, well, uh, I think that'll be on to the uh, extensions, or do you want to talk about yeah, free agents contract here?
0: contract and then we'll talk about uh, free agency UFA. So. All right. We're going to go through the extensions that uh, happened here. I believe all these happened in April and some of these even happened within the past couple of days. So the first one here, Matthew Highmore, a $1.5 million contract for two years for a $725,000 average. What
1: do you think about that? Uh, you know, I've, I've been a fan of Highmore since I uh, signed the guy on Drafted. Um, you know... It's he's in a place where it's hard to judge because I think he's about 20, is he 23, 24-ish? Yeah, I think I he's believe. 24. Or... Yeah, so he's in a spot where you sort of, you kind of know what you have out of him, but, you know, there's always players that take that late step in their career, you know, maybe like 25-ish, you know, it happens. So, you know, it's it's harmless, you know. I mean, might as well. Uh, I don't think they have, you know, too many players uh, really – at the moment, uh, really challenging it forward, so you know you have him next year, you have a piece, you know it's it doesn't hurt, he seems to play well in the penalty kill, or I don't know, he doesn't know it's I'm thinking the camp, my bad, but uh you know he's he's done well in his role, you know he's been all right, but uh, i it, it's fine, you know, it doesn't offend me, you know. Uh, nothing too excited about, but uh, yeah, he's nice to have around. You know, it's a piece. Yeah, it's
0: definitely low risk move. He's definitely gonna be like a fourth liner again. Brings good energy. I don't think he's gonna be like anything special, but you know that's all right. You need those role players, and for cheap as well. Than uh, as opposed to going to free agency and spending uh, right. a four year, twelve million dollar contract on J. B. Go Vancouver. So uh,
1: yeah, you can't uh, <laughs> you can't be mad at this. Like it's 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 so low risk. It's basically what's wrong with paying. What's wrong with paying Antoine Roussel multiple million dollars? The I thing don't see anything wrong with Antoine
0: wrong Roussel. With that. He's hashtag actually good, but Vancouver Canucks' matches management definitely didn't like look into his advanced stats or whatever.
1: Oh, that's the best part. Yeah, <laughs> I should say. Was it Tim Schaller? I think he saw a contract comes up. He got traded to the Kings, but uh, that was a oh, uh, that was a fantastic contract. And of course, the uh,
0: uh, Capitals Cup winning
1: legend. ECHL, AHL, and NHL The only, player,
0: winner, the only champion. player ever to do that, by the way.
1: We're, he's such a great guy, man. I mean, honestly, this is so, it's like off course, but J.B. is just a great yeah, good guy. Good for him that he got it's, that it's contract. Like, good for him, man. Like, he deserves it. Yeah. Yeah, I laugh at Jim Benning, but yeah, good for yeah. him. Absolutely. All right,
0: next signing, Kevin Lincoln in 1.6 mil for two years for the $800,000 average. And here's where we get on to the signings that are... It's the future of the Blackhawks, so the signing here we have is Evan Barrett, $2.61 million for three years for $870,000 average, and Evan Barrett, he was point per game in the NCAA, I believe it was his third third or fourth season, one of
1: those. I, I, I don't his, uh, no, third year. It would be a okay, yeah. third
0: year, yeah. I don't have the numbers in front of me, I'm kind of just going off. Even though I have a lot of notes, I don't I have you. that prepared, but yeah, I know for a fact he's over point per game. He's incredibly skilled. He has a lacrosse goal they'll try to link to he's incredibly skilled and you look at him and say whoa he's so young he's incredibly skilled why isn't he not getting more hyped well same thing as anton lindell not a very good skater and again skating is a thing that you can work on that pure offensive skill that evan barrett has you cannot teach especially a freaking uh, lacrosse school and
1: you know who's not the best skater alex to no
0: he's not a very good skater either is dylan strong they're
1: pretty skilled <laughs> Yeah, I'd say they're doing pretty all right. So, yeah, I I completely I agree, agree with you we on just, that. Like, look
0: yeah. Past their obvious skill, yeah, now he's not the greatest of skaters, though he's never going to make a man. Like, come on, you can work on skating. Like, that pure skill, it's so hard to work on. And Evan Barrett, he could potentially be someone who can play in the middle six for like
1: a long time, I think. Yeah. No, he's, I, I have to put my two cents on him because I'm a huge, huge Evan Barrett fan. I, I think that he and this is no offense to Andrew Shaw. I love the guy, but he's kind of like Andrew Shaw with a little more skill and less boneheaded penalties. Um I, I don't know, I think he's he's the perfect energy guy. You know, he's the perfect new age energy guy. yeah, maybe not the best skater, but you know, again, you can work on it. But he just he's he's the kind of guy where you I'd I'd probably keep him at, you know, like a third line center, you know, maybe move up to, to second in a pinch. But he's the kind of guy though, besides that, you could throw him anywhere in the lineup if you want. He plays wing as well. You can put him on your top line, maybe, you know. Very versatile. Put him with Taves or Doc. Yeah, like he he's just he's just that kind of player that you need, you know, if you're looking for a championship, you need those depth players who can, you know, make an impact in on you know different areas of the ice, and he's that kind of guy. Yeah. And i I guess, I'm betting you he has good hashtag character as well.
0: Oh yeah, he's not European. He's not a stinky European.
1: Exactly. He's a good hey, like goddamn American. American
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Hell yeah. Next signing. Hell yeah.
0: I gotta admit, I know almost nothing besides how to pronounce his name. Andre Altimar signed a 1.635 <laughs> million dollar contract for two years for 18 or $817,500 annual average. Again, I know nothing about him. Like, I've not been paying attention to this guy. It's not like this prospect was like, holy, he was so good. He's going to be so good. Like, I admittedly know nothing about him. All I know is he played in Russia. Maybe there's some skill there. I know he played at the World Juniors. I have no idea what to expect, but hopefully he just proves everyone wrong and becomes, like, the next Panarin. Wouldn't that be cool?
1: I can uh, pull up his numbers, actually. I got him here. He had a... In 49 games in the KHL this season so far, he had six goals, 11 assists for 17 points and uh, 39 penalty minutes and uh, minus 12 because that is the most important stat. Okay, so we know so he's, he's not going to be really a trash a player. player and he's a yeah. yeah, I don't know why we signed this guy. Yeah,
0: and of course, oh, he's terrible. Russian, so he'll never win. I mean, we have Russians ever won anything.
1: <sighs> trash man, Stan. Ridiculous. Yeah. But Disgusting. honestly,
0: 17 points? What was it, 17 points in 47 games?
1: Uh, 49 games, yeah. Yeah, Same horrible. thing, yeah. Like,
0: it's it's hard to score yeah. in the KHL, plus he's not, it's not like he's a veteran, you know, so that's really not, Yeah, no, that's I. that's really not
1: horrible. And he's what? Uh, now, He's 21 or 22. Oh, sorry to interrupt, but he's uh, tw- 21, yeah, I was about to say, he's 21 years old, he turns 22 in early August, yeah, so I mean, he's not, you know, he's no Pavel Nevich, but you know, he could make, I could see him being like a top nine guy, you that's know, not horrible. he seems to have decent speed, actually... yeah, he, he seems like a... Sort of a Carl Hagelin type, to be honest. A little Haglund. more edge to his game.
0: Well, that's good. I actually did not know his stats were that good. I thought it'd be like five goals and like five assists. Like that's actually not horrible.
1: But uh, <laughs> no, not bad yeah, at all. He, yeah, comes
0: something. I don't know. But uh, at least I know to say his name if he becomes big. Macian, Altiber Macian, Altiber Macian. Dare I said it five times in a row fast. I'm trying to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now you yeah you say it five times fast. You click your heels. You go to Russia.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next signing here, <laughs> Michael Tepley of the Winnipeg Ice, signed a two point seven nine million million three-year contract. Oh, this is a good yeah, one. For $825,833 average, and I really like the signing, Michael Tepley. I have no idea how he dropped to the fourth round. There was like a lot of people saying you know, he should be a second-round pick, or he's at least that kind of caliber of pick. But, yeah, he came over to North America in his first year. He was over point per game. Um, he's a big frame he can score he's a good passer like he's just so good just the big thing on on him knock on him was his consistency and he seemed to figure that out he was named WHL rookie of the year I have really high hope for this guy honestly I think he could be a top six forward
1: oh easily yeah I think that he could uh I can't really think of a player style I could compare him to um because I mean power forwards are you know less and less as uh this league evolves but you know he's like you said big frame, but he still has, but he still has great speed, and that's I think that's the big thing about him that uh really sets him apart from a lot of guys his size is he has really good skating ability. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, he wasn't an overager, was no, he, he was not. Then, the... I think yeah, I that's think just even more impressive. Yet. Yeah, he's still eighteen. No, he's still eighteen. Yeah, so I mean, that jeez, yeah, I, I, just like you, I don't know how he dropped to the fourth round. I was hearing, I heard some people, uh, European, uh scouts uh saying that they even thought he could be like a late first round really? play, like the very end of the first yeah. round yeah he was you know european scouts really like this guy and uh you can see why i mean rookie rookie of the year in the whl i mean i think that says a lot so i mean i i think i'm really just gonna say the same thing as you i'm I'm, real excited yeah, I'm really excited for i'm really hoping to see what he does uh maybe uh i could see him being uh in rockford this fall possibly I that's, yeah, he's got the size. He more. did
0: come over from the Czech Republic. I don't know if he would be eligible he's kind of like bulkfuss. He played in Europe, but then oh, I think yeah. he would be eligible for the HL. I'd like if it was eligible for the HL because you could kind of monitor him better. But you know, at another year in Winnipeg would not be bad either. Like, oh yeah. But, uh, yeah. but either way, I Thinking yeah, about him essentially playing with Dak, just how both big and skilled they are. That's, oh, uh, my you know God. What? I hate throwing comparisons out there, but what about this check Tom Wilson, but not as no, enough edge, not as much edge.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, more skills, well, I believe.
0: Yeah. All right. So
1: <laughs> a little <also> bit more. <laughs>
0: the last one, he technically hasn't even signed yet, but this is obviously the big one. He has agreed to turns, though. I don't know why that is. Yeah. But, uh, Ian Mitchell. I'm going to assume it's a the max contract. We years, 2.775 million for a $925,000 average, which is the maximum you can do for a, uh, Rookie, well, so yeah, Ian Mitchell, this guy's been highly touted. I heard in the draft year 2017 that he very well could have been a first-round pick. He's actually from Edmonton. He's from Calhoun, which I believe is northwest of Edmonton. So local kid, at least for me. Kind of like Kirby Doc as well, which is cool. But uh, yeah, he played on the Canadian World Juniors team. And actually, when they lost to uh, Finland, unfortunately, he had that one goal in the game where they lost to the InControl Champions Finland. He only had that one goal. And he's just been highly touted. He's been incredible at uh, the University of Denver. He was the captain. He's putting up good offense. He's a great skater, good defenseman. Almost kind of like that uh, Yoki Haru guy. I forget what they did with him, but uh, he could be a very good replacement for him. I'm hoping we got a good player back for that Yoki Haru guy. I'll
1: have to check up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened to him. I'll have to look that up after this. Yeah, notes, very confused about that. Like
0: that. I don't have that written down. Sorry, guys. But, so, yeah, Ian Mitchell, um, he, he – for uh, – for my uh, two cents i think he can play in the top four next year will he probably not because the biggest question for me of the chicago blackhawks what are they going to do with brent <sighs> i don't yeah. i don't know like i'm pretty sure i remember reading this somewhere but like brent seabrook obviously he's optimistic he still wants to play i mean you can never like force a, a hockey player not wanting to play out them. like they always want to play as long as they can you know and but there's apparently there's some members in the organization that think maybe that's not the case i forget where i read or even if i read it at all but i
1: i don't know what are they going
0: to do with brent seabrook that's the big question because if they move up brent seabrook or buy him out or trade him or whatever your white your right side could be murphy mitchell and bokeh which is it's definitely competent like it's good enough to oh yeah
1: to to oh playoffs, yeah
0: especially with the steps that both made this year honestly both he was so focused on playing defense. Like he didn't show, he had some moments where he had his offensive flair kind of like, you remember that, uh, that uh, Detroit, that goal he scored against Detroit. I don't know if you remember that.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I remember that very well. That that one is uh, paced in the back of my brain. He was so
0: focused on playing defense that he actually got better at it. And that's, also a big consideration considering that there were some players I thought he wouldn't, or uh, some like scouts that were saying he would never even make the NHL because he couldn't play defense. But the fact he even got to the NHL and was playing like holding his own, I think that speaks to like how much he commit to uh playing defense. And I even saw like a comparison saying, oh, Quinn Hughes, he's way better than Adam Boakfist. They drafted the same year. Well, you have to, take in consideration that Quinn Hughes is almost a 4 year older than Adam Boakfist, and especially at that time, it's a huge difference. And Adam Boakfist, I, I honestly, I do think Quinn Hughes is better than Adam Boakfist as well. But Adam Boakfist, yeah, oh I yeah, think he's going to be like a really good top two defenseman. And if he's, and if he's oh, even yeah. half of what Eric Carlson is, which has always been the comparison, then that's like a fat W. But uh, anyways, yeah. Oh Just, yeah, if he had our big uh, right side going forward, if we even if we get rid of Seabrook, like Murphy, he's. Uh, on a nice contract, I honestly now think he's more, one of the more underrated defensemen in the NHL, and honestly, I think he's the best Chicago Blackhawks defenseman. Oh, for yeah. sure. The yeah. thing is with the Blackhawks, they got to find out what they're doing with their defense because there's just so many pieces to it and, like, not very good pieces. Like, Calvin DeHaan, it sucks that he couldn't work out. I think he's going to be a good uh... He was just getting into his own before he got injured. And, but I don't think he has a spot. Same with Olimada. He was all right, but, like, he's only a third-pairing defenseman guy. Like, you could replace that with Carlson, Lucas Carlson, who I thought was great, Nicholas Bowden, like, one of those. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get into it. And a potential UFA defenseman, I think they should ship off all their expensive defensemen. Even if it's, like a, like, a fifth-round pick, just trade them. Like, let all these young guys play up. Might as well do that as opposed to just paying all these, like, fairly top four defensemen, lots of money, you know, might as well get the kids in there. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, that's it for the contract extensions. And I kind of brought this up, uh, UFA will get into that but first I want to get into UFA goalies because I was listening to the, uh, the, uh, NBC Blackhawks talk podcast. And we're actually going to be doing a podcast with one of the guests, Charlie or next week. So uh, stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, they had Elliot Freeman on, who is probably right now like the number one insider in the NHL, with all due respect to Bob McKenzie. I think he was number one, but like I think he's retiring in a few years. So, like, Elliot Freeman's kind of taking over that, uh, like mantle or torch or whatever. And yeah, anything Elliot Freeman says, you know, it's for fact true because he has like he's so respected, he has all these inside sources and whatever. And there was a quote that said, uh, Dylan Strom, he, he's likely available to be traded or whatever. and he went on the podcast and he said that's very unlikely to happen. And he said he would never want to throw Dylan Strom's Sh- name out, especially in this time where there's so much stress. And it's like, Dylan Strom's perspective oh, man, I, I'm going to get traded now, you know? Like, so that in the middle of quarantine, of all definitely things, taken out of context, which is a good thing. I hopefully don't trade Dylan Strom, at least not this year, unless they can get something really good back for them. Because even with an injury filled year, he still was on pace for 55 points, man. Like, that's good for a second line center. And. Yeah, Yeah, so another thing they brought up was um, goaltending. Now, personally, I think Corey Crawford is going to re-sign because Corey Crawford, he was drafted in 2003. That was 17 years ago, almost. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so long ago. You could have a kid born that year is driving now. <laughs> that's how long.
1: You know, my little brother is that old and driving. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a... Um, in the same way, I think yeah, about that. Yeah,
0: he's been here forever. He played in Rockford. He came up, he's won two Stanley Cups. He's always had it. I think the, my favorite thing about Corey Crawford, he's always had an answer. The last little bit, there's been like replays of Chicago games I've been thinking about. And like Crawford, there's just so many times where he was criticized. I always think of game four in Boston of the Stanley Cup final, where even though they won that game, there's still criticism to, towards towards Crawford in his glove hand, he couldn't save a shot. And the next two games, only three goals, and in the cup clinching game, he was huge. He made so many key saves that kept him in that game. That set up that obviously that crazy comeback. Twenty fifteen. First round, he loses the net to Scott Darling. You know how much that to a first yeah, year. Rookie. You know how much that would kill like other people's confidence? No, he got back in there in game six when the opportunity was given back to him and he rid it rid the whole way to another Stanley Cup. And by the way, he could not stop a puck in that uh, playoff series against Nashville. He ended up with a 9.25 save percentage, That just shows how much he was able to bounce back. He's always able to have an answer. And and for that reason, I just think Corey Crawford, I honestly think he's going to stay here. I think he's going to take less money and less term. But let's just say that doesn't happen. What could the potential options could there be? So we look at the UFA goalies. It's actually not a bad class. Now, I think you should never invest long-term in goaltending, especially like you look at last year's Sergey Borovsky, because the position is still volatile. Just like look at Columbus as well. They let go of Borovsky, and like both Korpisalo and Merzlinkins, Elvis, they're making like I think combined less than like $2 million. Like they're both on minor league contracts if I'm not mistaken. So it's just <laughs> such a volatile position. You cannot invest long-term. And it's going to be interesting this year because Brain Holpe is on the free agent market and he has not been good this the last couple, a few years, like even the year they won the cup, like he lost his job and he had to gain it back from Philip through batter. Like If he, if he doesn't win that cup, how much more scrutiny is he getting from Capitals fans?
1: Oh yeah. I wouldn't want to be in his spot. Man, like, just that,
0: that cup just cemented his, his legacy. Cause he's won veznas in the past. I think he won one business in the past, but uh...
1: did uh yeah, wait, I, as you go on, I'm gonna look that up. That's yeah. I'm
0: pretty sure he has one best on like a couple of nominations. Like he, like in the mid 2010s, like kind of like 2014, 2017, he was like one of the best boys in the NFL. Yeah, he's he argue the best. Like in the three years span, he's
1: yeah, he's had a couple of rough years. Yeah, in the last two three years. It going to be
0: interesting. Are GMs gonna make the mistake? Are they gonna learn from what Dale Town did in Florida? signing Bobrovsky to a ridiculous stupid contract are they going to learn from that contract they're going to sign Hopi like maybe only a few years less money less term or are they going to give him another contract and if I'm going to bet I'm going to say it's the latter I think they're going to give Hopi a long contract I love Hopi I love all the things he does and like for the LGBT community he's very progressive and I've just heard he's a great guy but honestly I don't think he's that good of a goalie anymore and I think that he. And yeah. obviously he deserves this money, but yeah. like, he's not going to be worth that money.
1: Well, it's it's a Seabrook dilemma. You know, it's paying for, for past uh
0: achievements. That's the one thing I worry about anyways,
1: with him. When they have some sound off, it's not like, you know, the position exactly. There's a reason they're letting this guy go. I mean, no offense to Brady, like you said. like
0: unless he's I. He's
1: mean, one of my favorite characters yeah, in the NHL. Yeah, unless he just takes
0: yeah. a major pay cut, which I doubt that happens, but... Yeah, the next name, yeah. I, I really don't hope that Blackhawks sign, but this next name is really what stands out to me. Jacob Markstrom, their years yes. last, he had a 23-16-4 record, 2.75 goals against average, a little high, but then you look at the save percentage, 19th save percentage on that crappy Vancouver defensive team. I love Quinn Hughes, but it's not like they're the shutdown defensive team. Jacob Markstrom. Should at least get Vesna consideration. I said Hellebuck should win. I think he's runner up for the Vesna because he's been that good, and he's 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 thirty years old and he's been better as of recently. So I'd be more comfortable in giving uh, Markstrom like maybe a bit more term. Like if we went four years, I'd be okay with that honestly because Jacob Markstrom is that good. Because um, if you have a goalie that can put up that good of a save percentage in a not very good defensive system in Vancouver then that's pretty optimistic that he could do that in a not so very good defensive uh, structure in Chicago. So I would love Jacob Markstrom if it ever got to this point. And here's some options as potential if we do keep Crocker, but also goalies that could be oh, be like a 1A, 1B situation. Um, Yaroslav Halak, 34 years old, 18-6-6 record in Boston, 2.39 goals against average and a nine nineteen save percentage. He'd be a nice uh, 1B uh, character, probably wouldn't be that much money. And uh, definitely ease the pressure off Crawford. But this next one might be my favorite. Uh, Anton Godobin, 33 years old, 1684. 84 Will listen to his goals against average and save percentage. 2.22 goals against average and a 9.30 save percentage. Now, I know that the, is one of the best defensive structures in the NHL. But even if he goes to Chicago and his save percentage drops down 10, he, he's still a 9.20. That's amazing as a backup. I'd love for like to be like a Crawford and Godobin 1-2 punch.
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah. I was uh, funny enough, I was talking about him last week with a friend and how he's he's the perfect backup. Like he doesn't, you know, he's you don't want to put him as your starter. You don't want to give him big money, you know. But if you look at his resume and uh, uh, how he plays around thirty thirty ish games, you know, takes the load off a little bit. He plays so so well in that role. I mean, the guy when played in the right spot, puts on an absolute show every night. And uh, trust me, I can say that as a Hawks fan, I know that. Yeah, there is definitely I a few
0: games
1: know that. where he just completely robbed us. Like he's, like a goalie. He's, he's ridiculous, man. He's one of the most athletic goalies in the league, and he uses it perfectly yeah. well.
0: Um, on to UFA defensemen. So I personally think Crawford stays, and they might even keep Subban. But I don't know about Subban, because they didn't give him any starts down the stretch. They gave Crawford all the starts, so maybe they don't have – enough confidence in them, maybe they go with one of these backups. And if that's the case, they keep Crawford, let like, go, but I think they should absolutely look at Halak, or Kudubin, and I don't think they're going to be expensive, and I think they'd be great one-beat uh, solutions. Now, onto UFA defenseman. I know I was just finishing saying we need to give our time to young guns and stop playing <laughs> players like Calvin DeHaan, uh, Brent working can only matter all this money. But if you do get rid of them, I mean putting like maybe a few years into someone like TJ Brody wouldn't be terrible three years old on I forget what happened this year, but he had like a serious like medical incident where he had to be rushed to the hospital. I completely forget what it was, but thankfully he came back, he's healthy and he's 30 years old. So giving him like a three, four year contract would probably be the move there. Four goals, 15 assists. And one thing I really like looking at defenseman. I know it's not like the best stat or whatever, like, but, uh, I always look at look like looking at defensemen who can drive play while starting half over half of their shifts in the defensive zone. So, TJ Brody had a fifty-two point four percent Corsi, starting fifty-one point four of his shifts in the. Um, defensive zone so if you're able to start in defensive zone but still drive play i think that is a pretty important stat it's obviously not the end all be all but i just look at that as something that's important you're still starting your defensive zone you're able to get the puck up and still drive play when your team is on the ice and um under these next ones i think these i'd like these a bit more brendan dillon he's a really stay-at-home more defenseman whereas tj brody i think he can put up a bit more offense brendan dillon you know, we had one goal 13 assists but Despite playing this year, mostly on the San Jose Sharks, he had a 51.6% course and while well, 51.5% of his starts in defensive zone. like That could be a pretty good option as well. Four-year contract takes until he's 33 or so. And he could be like a good uh, stay-at-home defenseman to someone, say like Adam Boakfist. And here's actually my favorite one, Joel Emerson. He's oh, only 26. Sure. I think he turns 27. But even if you give him thir- a four-year contract, he'll be at old. 31 years old. He had seven goals, 13 assists. He had a 50.8% course. He was starting 55% of his defense. That's so just
1: ridiculous. Joe man.
0: Edmonton, he's young. He can even put up a bit of offense. He still drives play. I would love that just because He's just getting. He's still getting better. Like he's been getting more minutes. He's getting better. He can put up offense. He's very good defensively, and I think he'd be perfect in a second pairing role. Let's say like Bulkfist, or you can just put Murphy there and just go yeah. pull out. all Oh, sh- shut down defensemen. So if we were gonna go for a UFA defenseman, and if we were somehow to clear those other defensemen, I would totally get Joel Edmondson. That's like that's the move there.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think like I mean I I didn't know his uh. He was so solid defensively. I didn't know he had so much uh, so much offense this year. I mean, so I think far and away, if I'm a, if I could pick any defenseman, you know, for a second pairing at a, you know, under five mil, he by far I want Joel Edmondson next to uh, Boak, Vister, Murphy, or Mitchell. Yeah,
0: I know there is guys like Alex Petrangelo out there, but Petrangelo everyone's signed Chicago because he's in St Louis. There's also Tyson Berry, Tory Krug, but. Two of those guys are right-handed. I Tory Krug would definitely be nice, but I just unfortunately I don't see that happening. Although that would be so nice to yeah. Tori Krug. I love Tory Krug too. He's one of the best offensive defensemen in the league. But at the same time, we already have like defensemen like Boakfist that are just offensive. Like, you know, you want to get people like Joel Edmondson in there that still that are solid defensively, but also can still kind of like move the puck up the ice and drive play as well and contribute to uh, exactly them offensively. And But also not investing as much term and money as well. Like, I think Joel Edmondson's the move, and I'm going to try to bang that drum until whenever, until, whenever <laughs> free agent happens, whenever that happens. We'll
1: yeah, make definitely. it happen, buddy. Joel we'll make it happen. Probably.
0: Hell yeah. All right, so now on to the last thing. UFA forwards. I don't think Chicago Blackhawks need forwards as much as uh, like they do as defense or even goaltending. But uh, here's some four players. That uh, I looked at that are UFA's Eric Halla, 29 years old, 12 goals, 12 assists, 50.3% Corsi, while well, starting 508 of his uh, shifts in the defensive zone. So Eric Halla is incredibly fast. He once scored 29 goals in that uh, year that uh, Vegas made it to the Cup final. So he only had uh, 24 points in 48 games this year, which is on pace for about as 41 points in a full season. So. If so you can get this guy to play in your middle six, kind of as a penalty kill specialist, because he's so fast, but also put up a decent amount of numbers, that honestly could be a uh, a pretty good signing for the Chicago Blackhawks. So I'd love to have Hala. He can also play center and wing; like he's just very versatile.
1: Yeah, no, um, I think I've actually been a huge fan of Hala, um, ever since he played on Minnesota, and he uh, <laughs> kind of broke out in the uh, twenty fourteen. Uh, series yeah, against us. He was, us. Really he was uh, great that in that. Lead.
0: I think it was Game Six where he just like blew past everyone. Like he's incredibly fast.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. That series, man. He was so good, and then he sort of broke out from there. Um. So yeah, no, I I really like Halla. I don't know. He does he play does he play wing at all? No, I know he. No, he center. can play
0: both. He can left wing, center. Okay. So center.
1: then in that case, yeah. If they can get him, he's stock. His stock definitely fell. Yeah, off he got a bit, traded to Florida so uh, this his, season.
0: Uh, that's another thing I didn't bring up. So maybe his stock's a bit lower. Maybe you can get him to a, a cheaper contract, less term. That'd be ideal, I think.
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd love to have Eric Hall on the Hawks. So, yeah, no, I mean, I'd I'd kill to have him in uh, like the middle six and you know top line of pinch. Absolutely, maybe like you know three by five, four by five, something like that. You know. The guy deserves the money, but if they can kind of get him at a cheaper price because of his season, like, go right ahead. He's the perfect guy for your middle six. All sense. right, so
0: the next player here is Craig Smith. He spent all his time in Nashville. Again, I don't know if he'd want to come to Chicago. I don't know if like, a lot of players are like, yeah, I can't play for the rival or whatever. I don't know <laughs> if that's the thing. But uh, <laughs> looking at Craig Smith, 18 goals, 13 assists, and a 554 course Corsi rating. Now, he's not someone like – all the players that I have on my forwards list are players that could be in defensive And this guy is just purely offense. I don't think he's going to cost a ton of money, but he's always someone that you can put in the bank that he's going to score 20 to 25 goals. He's not going to like get like 30 or 40 goals, but you know what you're getting exactly in Craig Smith's middle six guy who's in a pot 20 to 25 goals. And yeah. And it's just, I've always seen him as like this uh analytic starting cause he just puts up very good possession stats so yeah getting another goal score you can never have enough goal
1: scores honestly oh yeah i think we definitely could use uh a little bit more of a uh, possession driving on this team right now you know obviously uh i'm sure his numbers a little bit more uh, relative to nashville but they haven't had the yeah, best year true. either so
0: to see those numbers, numbers yeah. actually yeah that's pretty yeah, impressive yeah, so i
1: so oh my god they, they fell off the cliff this year so yeah i'd, I'd take him a. Uh, in a heartbeat. Love Craig Smith. He's just, he, he's not exactly, you know, he's not Patrick Sharp, but he's that kind of guy, you know, not really the same player as Holla, but same idea where you just you pop him in your middle six, you know, he can put up, you know, he he's good for 20 goals, you know, around 20 assists, but that's the kind of guy you need. You know, you need those uh, kind of middle six guys you can pop around, you know, Patrick Kane can toss him the puck 30 times a year, you know, give him a fat contract when he's done.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd love
1: Craig Smith, yeah. for sure. That's the
0: thing. Craig Smith is really the only guy that I've kind of, like, recommended, like, yeah, he's going to be offense. Like, the rest, that I mentioned, could be kind of used more in a defensive role. The next player, both of these players are from Colorado. I have to save the best for last, obviously. But the first one... Matt Nieto. That's what I'm talking about. 27, <laughs> so he's still fairly young. Eight goals, 13 assists for 21 points. That's not bad playing in a bottom six role. 51.9% Corsi and starting. Th- I can't tell. My like, writing's so crappy. I think that's a 4542 percent percent of his starts are in the defensive zone. And if it's 59, then holy shit. Either way, that's still really good. But yeah, he's a fast player. So again, kind of like Eric Hala, maybe not as much offense, but still can drive play. Can put
1: him in sort of a Carl Hagelin yeah, light, definitely. I guess,
0: players, I learned, if you think like, about Carl it, yeah, decent speed, good penalty killers, and can contribute some offense once in a while, you know, and that's what the Blackhawks do, you know, we got our, yeah. our top end players, we even have guys like Ryan Carpenter, we kind of need those guys that are in between, you know, that can still penalty kill, but yeah. also kind of contribute offensively.
1: I sort of take back saying, because I, I love Craig Smith, but I do think, he doesn't play much. No, like kill, that's does
0: why he? I said Craig Smith is yeah, purely, he's purely offense. offense yeah, the rest of them I'm naming is more defense. I just threw it out there because. Yeah, yeah
1: no, he's, he's a good, a good player, but I think yeah, players, absolutely. Need, but, you know. He he's so good that you can't put him off with the get yeah, the possession. He drives, but I would definitely I'd take yeah Nieto in the bottom bottom middle six. Probably more bottom six, but I'd, yeah, I'd take him right definitely. away.
0: definitely. And he, he won't be expensive either, obviously. And he's young, too. It's oh, for like he's sure. It's not like going to be injury prone, I assume. And I saved the best for last. This player.
1: It's a cold day in Edmonton. Ken Holland is Edmonton. always a fall now of a playoff spot. He's calling up his buddy GMs, and he thinks to himself, oh, God, oh, God, I got to make a move. This city's going to freak out. It's been such a tough time these last few years. And he sees his buddy Joe Sackett call. And Joe Sackick says, hey, uh, you know, a couple of my players are having pretty good seasons, and uh, I see you need a player. And uh, Ken Holland goes, yeah, 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 all right. So we got up. And he goes, "Uh, well, um, I do, I do like Leon in And Ken Holland, you know, Leon Dreissel, he laughs at him. Oh, you think I'd give up Leon Dreissel? You're <laughs> you're insane. <laughs> and then Joe Sackick says, can I interest you in one Valerie Nishtushka? Oh, no. And that was the day the Gretzky trade happened again. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie motherfucking Nachushkin. 13 goals, 14 assists. 55.3 Corsi. What about those 54.2 defensive, like... defensive zone start. Look at those defensive numbers! Oh my god. I, I don't see how you can deny this guy's better than do Yeah, because I don't. when evaluating but the
0: best players, obviously, me. it's the best defensive
1: players, which is why Jonathan Taines is better than
0: Sammy Crosby, you know why?
1: Exactly, so,
0: but yeah, being real here, Valerian of Tierskin, the bottom six, like he's young. I forgot he was still only 25. I know he was drafted in the 2013 draft, but it seems like he's just it's, like it's been it's been forever with him. Like he feels yeah, like he's 33, man.
1: But still, I'm not like gonna he's lie, on
0: pace to get almost 20 goals. And if you can get put that in your bottom six for relatively cheap, that'd be awesome, but. And he can also penalty kill as well yeah. he's good defense, like he's reliable defensively. And that's kind of been the thing. Yes, you just yes. need reliable defensive players, whether that's defensemen or forwards, just that's what I want. We have enough offensive players. We have enough players that are going to get the puck up, but we need defense people that can just shut it down, penalty kill, which are, our penalty kill is actually good, but if we can add more players to that and more 5 5
1: Oh, you can never have exactly. too much
0: of that. Yeah, so... That's pretty much it, actually. Everything we got through, we got through the mock draft, we got through the contract extensions, we got through uh, UFA. And next week, we're going to have Charlie Romeliotis on the podcast. If you guys have any questions, I tweeted out uh, tweets, and you guys can reply to it. I'll try to put a link to it. I'll try to put links to the podcast. And there's also, I don't know if I brought it up, but there is a beautiful Colby Cave goal that I want to link. And it just shows, again, we got to pay your respects to him. Um, to his and have his your thoughts and prayers with his wife and his family, just heartbreaking, but you know, you got to enjoy the moments that you had with him. He just seemed like a, a hockey player that was going to go somewhere, that was clawing all the way up, finally getting his chance in the NHL. But most importantly, he was a great guy. So, again, I just wanted to say, um, farewell to him, I guess, and maybe he rest in peace. But, uh, yeah, um, so next week we're going to have Charlie a Otis song on the podcast. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Hopefully, uh, the whole Ian Mitchell situation, if he actually, like, signs like He's, like, agreed to terms. But uh, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see if anything happens yeah. in the next week. We'll talk about what the Blackhawks could potentially look like and potential trades they can make, kind of that thing. And uh, for we're going to be doing a podcast at least one podcast every weekend. And since there's no uh, sports on any kind, I've been thinking about potentially doing a um, – A series, uh, like kind of like watching, looking through old series, like say for example the 2014 series against uh, LA Chicago versus LA. Like kind of rewatching that, even though it's painful, but it's still one of the best series of hockey to be played. Yeah, some of the best hockey I think we've ever watched, watched, especially that Game Five overtime where there was nonstop back and forth. Oh my God! The best hockey ever watched. But not only that, looking through old series and kind of like looking, like reflecting back on it, but also re-drafts as well of like past draft classes. That's something I definitely want to do, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Even, it sucks that there's no sport, but there's also just so much more out there that we can talk about, even stuff like that that's just fun, you know. So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Please follow us on Twitter, at Cajulalicious, and Jimmy's awesome name of at Tarantino socks.
1: Tarantino uh, socks, yeah. baby. Almost as uh, good as Uma Thurman's feet, but that was <laughs> taken. So I, I took what I
0: could. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week when we have Charlie Romero Liotis on. Peace, everyone. I uh,
1: have Ellen just your oh, skin, yeah, baby. By the way.